You're listening to But, but First, a Big Brother podcast hosted by super fans Nick, Press, and Jill. It's day 30 inside the Big Brother house, and the ghost of Janelle continues to haunt the game as her closest ally, Kaser, sits firmly on the block, guilty by association. Well, here we are, another week gone by. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> It's so boring at this point. I just, I, yes, there have been boring seasons in the past, of course, but this one, if you're like going to be like, we're Big Brother All Stars and this is the show, Mm -hmm. it's small stars and it's not just me that feels this way for once, which is actually really, really refreshing because normally I'm the naysayer who like is bored <laughs> and doesn't like the show, even though it's because I'm, I love the show and mm-hmm. I like strategic gameplay, but mm-hmm. this is just so boring voting with the house. I think also like not just boring, it's disappointing is yes. like, yeah. because there were such high hopes in the beginning. And like, listen, like I still love watching the show. Like I won't, even if it is like quote unquote boring the rest of the season, I will watch it. It's just so disappointing that like, this is where we're at right now. Yeah. And especially, yeah. you know, even if you, you know, our loyal listeners know who listened to the first episode, we were excited about this cast because we were like, oh, cool. It's, you know, like it's a good mix of people. We've got varying ages, varying races. And it just felt like, wow, a, a good step in the right direction for Big Brother for once. But no. no. <laughs> um, Unfortunately. I knew, you know, you guys are obviously quite down because of the past few weeks and everything that's going on. So I actually have a little surprise for you. No. I knew about this. Hold on. I need to get something ready. I know the this is a visual medium, I understand, but Uh-oh. <laughs> you might be able to drop some audio in. Um, you guys have access to your emails? Yeah. Yes. Okay, hold on. Oh, my God. <laughs> cameo from Janelle. <laughs> oh. oh, okay. Oh, my God. It's a cameo. It's a cameo. Oh, I don't know. oh my god. Oh my god. I have it. <gasps> okay, so do, ah! so do you guys want to mute yourself and listen and then we can like <laughs> Oh my god, I'm like crying. Hey, this is oh for Nick and Praz by Jill. Um, I know Nick and Praz, you are co-hosts on But First, a Big Brother podcast. So thank you so much for your podcast. I have heard of it. <gasps> I think I've seen. I thought I saw some stuff on YouTube with it, but whatever. <laughs> um, I know that I'm your all-time favorite player, and you're so so sad that I'm gone. I'm sorry that I make you sad. Like I don't know, they were gunning for me since day one. So whatever <laughs> sucks, right? But I'd really have. I really wouldn't have it any other way because that's the only way I'm used to playing, right? Oh. Also, some skincare tips. <laughs> so, where do I start? I really love Lemire, obviously. I use their concentrate serum as well as their soft moisturizer. That's the one that you have to warm up in your hands and you just like press it into your skin. That one is amazing. I also love Amore Pacific. Oh. That is a Japanese or Korean brand. I don't know. That one's really good too. Like I, can I can die. I can just die. Um, 
for sleeping oil, I do the Luna Sleep Oil. It's like a blue. And then I also do Good Jeans by Sunday Riley. Love it. Eye cream, Shiseido. That one is like super gooey and That's thick. You and you put it, it here huh. and here. And it's just like gives you that youthful look. Oh anyway, I hope that's enough tips for today. I absolutely love you, Nick and Prez. <laughs> and thank you for rooting for me always. <laughs> love you both. Bye. Oh my God, listening to you. so good. Oh my God. I chill. Wow. Thank you. You're welcome. I knew it would cheer you guys up a little bit. Oh my, oh God. my God. I have to say, she's a great, not to plug, you know, we're not sponsored by Cameo, but Janelle's a great Cameo. She gets it done quickly. She really gave us a lot of information. I, yes. She, she really said the way we say but first. About, I, like, I know. Like, <laughs> and she definitely has not heard of it. Backing <laughs> up. <laughs> She's so sweet. I love her so much. Oh, you know, I've only ever gotten, I've bought two cameos for uh, friends. They were like Bravo celebrities. And let me just say, Janelle did much better than both of those people. I've seen cameos like from those Bravo people who are like, oh yeah, I think this is from, you know, like they'll be like, yeah. oh. like oh, uh, hi, Rit, your friend. <laughs> I think this is from Kristen wanted to wish you a happy birthday. It's just like, yeah. yo, you've done it again. Listen, I'm queen of surprises. <laughs> well, um, that's a, you know, hopefully that'll make this pod a little bit more fun. Um, you know, her, her, what do you call case or like her, her bestie, her number one, her, her ride or die. They call, BB, they're, call each other like BB soulmates or whatever. That's cute. Yeah. Kaser said in his post-eviction interview that he feels like he and Janelle have been friends in a past life. Oh, <gasps> sweet. I bet they have. I, I've read just a few of his post-interviews and they have been um, of the very same ilk, I feel like, that Janelle had last week. Yeah. It's just like they had no shot, really, and this <sighs> new school of playing is just so different and he wanted to just play the game and it's like, that's the thing that these new players don't seem to understand. It's like, do you know in case they're just having fun playing the game, which is yes. yeah. like wild and crazy and whatever. They're not trying to be disrespectful. <laughs> as no, or think. distasteful. What did, yeah, what no, did they say? Tasteless and disrespectful. Never said a bad thing about him in, until now. She's bitter. I can't handle her. Kaser's getting a lot of credit this week uh, for, quote, blowing up the house on his way out. And, you know, I think it's just kind of like an editorial overreaction because something actually <laughs> happened in the house. Like, mm -hmm. I agree. I was really hoping that his message would have been a little bit more clearer. He kind of was like, you know, he almost sounded nervous in what he was saying. And, you know, he was like, Basically, his, the to summarize, he was saying that Cody and Nicole are running everything. Cody's also in another alliance with the boys, uh, Enzo, Tyler, and he also said David, which was kind of funny. Uh, yeah. And then that Cody's working with Nicole and that there's definitely a core four, um, which is all true. Mm -hmm. He also should have named, like pleaded to people like, you know, so if I did not say your name, Davon, Bailey, mm -hmm. Kevin, what yeah. are you guys going to do to change the narrative of 
this season. Like really like go out there and just name as many names as possible. Because right. very Cody Nicole focused and it doesn't even matter that he exposed them because they're all working together anyway. Like right. it, it right. it's still the six people. He's just saying like, oh, well, Nicole, like Cody, Nicole, Danny are like at the head of this octopus, the way that Ian said it. And it's like, yeah, okay, well, here's the thing. That just says to Davon, Bailey, Kevin, that they're on the outskirts, but that doesn't change anything because they still don't have the votes anyway. I, I can see like, I don't know, Nicole or Christmas saying stupid something stupid like that, but Danny knows this game. She is an old school player. Like what yeah. she did was just play the game. Here's the thing. I actually liked the segment this week uh, where she was kind of stirring the pot a little bit and people were like, what about like Danny's doing something like, because it was just at least a deviation from house mentality. And I was like, Oh, okay. But you know, then when she was like, Kaser, it was tasteless and disrespectful. I do think it's because he said love triangle and they took it literally instead of him. Like it was a metaphor. Right. And everyone else, um, seemed even Cody who I know I watched the feeds after Kaser was evicted evicted and he was upset about what Kaser said but even like as Kaser was leaving he gave him a hug and like joked around about it mm-hmm. and Danny was just so like she just she motioned like, for him to just get out the house yeah she also like slithered away so that she wouldn't be near him for the hug yes. and then he still like he, he kind of forced like, her on. yeah like give me a hug but like she thought she was, I think, flying under the radar and being so sneaky and getting away with everything. And mm-hmm. like he put her on blast, but like it's a game. That's what yeah. you're supposed to do. And like you need to have a different reaction if you want to try to like rebound from that quickly. Like, it, I don't it, know. Well, so in some of Kaser's post eviction interviews, he was like, immediately after I said that, he's like, I felt very icy vibes from Nicole and Danny, who then sat there with their arms crossed the rest of, of the night. It would have been more hilarious. Okay, I'm going back a couple seasons. Remember when Brett like accused Rockstar on the like during his speech, and she fucking flipped out, and she's like, because it wasn't true, he was lying about her. It's like that is to me a more genuine reaction. Like they should have been like, that's not true, or something. Like if you're gonna, but like sitting there awkwardly folding your arms, looking looking pissed, looking exposed is just going to tell everyone in the house. And it did tell everyone in the house that Kaser was onto something. He wasn't 100% correct with all right. of his, you know, in his speech, but he, he made some good guesses. It's very interesting that Nicole F is kind of getting a lot of credit where I don't think she deserves it because mm-hmm. she didn't form any of these alliances. It's really been Cody and Enzo and Memphis. But I also think it's really weird that Memphis is getting a lot of credit for forming that six person, the committee six person alliance, because I feel like he's not really part of it anymore. Yeah. Well, I was going to ask, like, what it, I'm so confused. OK, because Julie keeps exposing, you know, like she did to Janelle and Kaser, like this six, right, with Memphis and Christmas. But then the slick six, even though they all hate each other now and that's probably done, but like the in the edit it was like all about the slick six so yeah to your yeah. point like who's 
align. I mean, it all is too messy. We saw it this week in the show. Like, it's too messy. It's too confusing. The Danny moment of coming in and saying we need a meeting in front of Nicole was so funny mm-hmm. and like hilarious. Like, I think Praz, you said you knew this was gonna get messy and was gonna the double too many alliances was gonna be confusing, and it was. But like, so who is loyal to anybody? And yeah, I mean, Memphis but- is playing well, but wh- whose alliance is even in power right now? I'm so confused. Right. That's what's so confusing. The thing with the with Danny exposing the slick six to to Nicole, where I think the actual screw up there was, was not so much her exposing it to Nicole. I think Nicole already knew about it, and I think Danny tells Nicole a lot more. I think it was it created more friction with Tyler and Danny as opposed to like Nicole being like, "What? I'm left out of another six person alliance." Like that, it doesn't seem to bother her at all from what I've seen with Memphis. I think. He, they are still a six. It's it's weird, and I think that's mm-hmm. maybe why Memphis is actually playing like a really strong game right now because yeah. you see that both Janelle and Kaser came out completely blindsided, even though the entire time Memphis kept telling them, no, I don't think there's a big alliance. I don't think there's a big personal alliance. Like That should have been their first clue that, like, yeah. oh, Memphis is part of a big alliance. Like, I know. To be so sure that there wasn't one. It's like even the people who are in other alliances are like, I think there's a big, like, you know, because they're trying to throw people off their their set. It's like Memphis was just being like, no, I don't think no, so. I think you're wrong. No. It's funny that he's flying so under the radar with people that are leaving. I don't know if that's the case with the people left, but yeah, it's I do think. Because he's like not in any of the episodes. Like I yeah, truly right. forget he's there. Oh, I think he hates being there. And I, <laughs> it's oh. like he is there to work. Like he is there to win money for his family, I think, which I know, like I appreciate the players who go who don't care about the money, like Janelle or Kaser or Nick Walsh. But like I. <laughs> also understand like i kind of respect him being like like no i don't want to play charades with you guys i'm just gonna go to sleep (laughs) (laughs) and like wake up tomorrow and like he's been working out a lot and doing that stuff and he's clearly like you know he's he's getting far and i think he's pretty much safe this week with christmas being hoh but he yeah he's just playing a, a different like He's an old man almost in that house now. He like, is. And they call him old man. And he apparently like broke his back. And they were yes. just like, what are you going to do now, old man? During the veto competition that he was not in. But when they got surprised with that paint splatting out, he goes, ow, I hurt my back. Because he like jumped forward, like shocked. <laughs> and <the> paint- <laughs> He wasn't even in the competition. And I have to say, my back has been spasming for like the last 24 hours. And I really, really relate to Memphis right now. One of the only good segments on the show this week was Mornings with Memphis. That was legitimately funny. Yeah, Mornings with Memphis was uh, funny. But again, I was like, ugh, he's not working with Kaser. Like, I just was like, annoyed that anybody who like wouldn't work with him uh was playing like was having fun with him you know i'm like he's not yours to play with <laughs> that also shows though like you know the the age difference like caser and memphis like they can just like have a fun time together it doesn't have to be like hiding in a room like mm-hmm. like they're just sitting in the in the living room like having fun whereas if Bailey and Devon were doing that. People would be like, "Oh my god, can you believe that like they were hanging out together? They were seen together." Like Yeah, totally. Ian's having a rough few days. He's very his energy, which is generally I would say a nervous energy 
probably 24 seven, you would say has now switched to almost a paranoid energy. And he's, mm. he's like doing less of the swinging rocking thing. And he's definitely doing more of a like patrolling different rooms and coming in and trying to like talk to people, but like just because of how he is, it's really hard for him. It's very obvious that he's distressed, I think to people and, it's putting people on edge. Like what's going, like he's already been caught in like a couple little lies, which we can get into, mm-hmm. but um, it's, I I'm worried about Ian who I chose to win this season. <laughs> <laughs> I really, he's one of the, obviously he's one of the only people left that left, I yeah. like, care about. And I really want him to do well, but yeah, he seems quite stressed, but I, I mean, yeah, he played a little too hard this week, at least like in the edit, like they were you know, him having all those different conversations. And um, and I think Nick had said this to me, like I didn't come up with this, but he really didn't. He just said to Kaser, like, you're not getting the votes. But like, he really did nothing to be like, how can we get the votes? Or what exactly. Here is what my annoying issue of the week is. They, Davon, Bailey, Kevin, Ian, all went to Kaser and said, you need to blow up the game on your way out. We need, you need to stir some stuff up instead. And here's the thing. If you were looking at the numbers and say, we need the one person who is not in an alliance to be voted out instead of saying, how can we work with this person to bring them over and yes. actually make a move? It really is super frustrating that they're like, Kaser, we're not, you know, we don't even have the votes to save you. So you need to just do something that we're all too scared to do. Right. Instead of Davon, Bailey, Kevin, you know, all of them coming together. Even it, I, I did the math and I think they could get five votes if they brought They could have gotten four. five, which would have been a tie. And then at least would make a stand mm-hmm. but and, and say, you know what, we're on to you. Instead, right. it's like we can't get the votes, so you need to do something about uh, on your way out. And that to me is just – it's so weak. It's so boring. Yeah. It's – it, it's it's just so uninteresting and, and disappointing. also on the other side like the main alliance or whatever the committee the slick six whatever you want to call any of them they are also were stupid this week to mm-hmm. gun after caser because they could have he would have made any deal they wanted yes. come to our side for two weeks numbers yes you can't do this you you have to throw come. He would have said yes to anything. They could have had him as a number. So to not even think about that is just bad gameplay. Yes. And I know like it was, you know, everyone realized like, oh, Kaser's fate is sealed. The second Christmas was the replacement nom. To me, get rid of, even though I didn't want another like woman to go home, like get rid of Christmas over Kaser. Christmas is winning competitions. Like why couldn't they have, if they had had the five, I feel like they could have swayed one person from that other alliance who is, perhaps questioning like their position in that alliance or doesn't feel like they're as strong of a competitor as Christmas, maybe mm-hmm. like uh, Nicole, not a Nicole F cause she's never going to stray from Danny or Cody, I think, but like maybe Memphis, they could have maybe swayed him or something to like, Tyler. Okay, maybe even Enzo to break the tie and exactly. say, you know what, actually I'm going to get rid of Christmas, make a move on your HOH and start building a resume for final two. It's like, what, so frustrating draw a line in the sand already and do something otherwise again if you're not part of this core four Mm. you're expendable right is expendable to that alliance 
Right. And like, think about had Christmas gone home, Davon would have been HOH this week, maybe. Like, we don't Possibly, know, yeah. obviously, because we don't know who would have said who's name during that elimination right. thing. But like, it, the power could have drastically shifted and you you would then be you would have the numbers basically because whoever's hoh that week if you're around a five five split or whatever in the house you're gonna pull one person over when you're hoh when your side has the power yes at least one person so it's like they just are playing scared and as much as i hate the the team that's in power it's like you can't they're in power and like they are an alliance and they're at least like sticking to their alliance so it's like i'm not for these people who are like getting nominated week after week or, or feeling like, Oh, I don't have the power, but doing nothing to try yeah. to get it. Like, yeah. I don't like, you know what you haven't, you had a couple a multiple chances the last three weeks, at least to really have had this game go a completely different direction. And I mean, obviously hindsight's twenty twenty, but I really think like the, the group that's not in power, it, I hope they realize like what they've done. They're willingly just sending themselves to slaughter. They're not mm-hmm. even just, and and pe- when people say like when Kaser was telling Bailey like you know you're not part of this core and she gets offended like being like you don't know what I'm doing like be- just because you're part of the slick six Bailey does not mean you're actually part of something that's doing something. Yeah. Like he literally mapped it out for her and she was like Mm, no, you're wrong. Right. And right. guess what? <laughs> well, well, there is one person who isn't scared and who is playing the game, and that's the wall yeller. <laughs> oh my God. I... What a hero, national hero, the we wall yeller. Everyone, you know, our listeners, if they don't know, we should explain what happened this week. So this week, there was somebody outside the house. So it, for anybody who doesn't know, like obviously the house is on a studio lot in Studio City where I am live three miles away. Um, <laughs> and you can in, in Big Brother seasons past, people have like yelled over the wall. They've flown planes with banners and immediately production like gets everybody inside and like locks the house down. The feeds get cut and everything. So this week, somebody was yelling that Nicole and Cody are running everything. Mm-hmm. And Christmas was outdoors and heard it. I think Ian <sighs> heard it as well. Like yeah. there were people who heard this and are willingly just ignoring it, yeah. Ian and Christmas. But um and so that kind of is what sparked Ian to start connecting the dots about, oh, Kaser's actually kind of been telling the truth this whole time. There is this alliance and here's how I see it forming. And in fact, you know, Kaser was so sure that it was four, four, four. And Ian was like, it's more than that. And so that was really interesting to see. Um, There was also a banner plane that flew over. I don't know what it said. Watch Love Island, nine o'clock. Oh my God. When they use. Yeah. Janelle to plug Love Island. I hope they all got paid extra for that. I doubt um, it. <laughs> I want. I think congrats to the CBS promo team for that because I loved it. I thought it, they also played it. Um, I am watching Love Island this season. Embarrassingly enough, they played that commercial during Love Island la- last night. Oh weird. wow! Yeah, a well, commercial for Love Island during Love Island. Yeah, I don't know. It was like. You know, I don't know why. Because it really feels like Big Brother. Like, I don't know. It's like a fun commercial. 
Interesting. It, I do feel like it was probably like semi of a genuine conversation. Janelle just truly is, I think, a fan of some of, like, she's a big Survivor fan, as we know, and we've heard her talk about. So I feel like Survivor could almost cut together like a very similar pro, pro, promo of her just like talking about how much she loves Survivor and obviously Amazing Race and all of that. So um, I think it was like an actual moment, but I did feel like, ew, like, she should get a bonus from <laughs> And, you know, I think I mentioned this on the last pod, but David, you know, David, oh, yeah. um, said that he w- thought he was going to be on Love Island this summer and that he's, he's working out in the beginning of the year because he wanted Was to that get- a joke or was no, he serious? he's serious. Oh, my God. Did you- I have a great book, David. <laughs> my Siri just went off. Oh. Um, <laughs> so it's like, God, he's so boring in the house. Could you imagine going on a date with him? They'd be like, so, so what are you? What are your favorite movies? And he'd be like, what do you mean by that? What, what was that? Like he is. That was so weird. I'm, I'm telling you, he is the twist of the season. He was just brought in to be the bumbling Mr. Magoo saboteur, and we, the viewers, are suffering because of it. It's not even funny. Like, it's not even like, oh, it would be really funny if he ended up in the final two. Ha ha. Because it's Mm -hmm. just, one, it validates his existence because then, um, you know, Julia will be like, wow, this rookie outlasted (laughs) some of the all-star greats. And it's like, no, he didn't really, he didn't do anything. He's just there because, no, like, he's actually, like... it, it would be better for your game to keep David than mm-hmm. Kaiser, 100%, but uh, it doesn't mean he's good. It's the same yeah. way Christmas winning an HOH competition by literally never buzzing oh. in. Yeah, so annoyed at that. He was good at the competition. Oh, so frustrated. How good, so did, how good did Davon and Bailey look in yellow? Oh my God, I loved it. They're like twins. I loved it. So they cute. So good. And I loved. Davon's energy she was yeah. giving off and every, she was so focused. I thought she was going to win that HOH. I was Me like, too. this is it. This is the moment we've been waiting for. I know. Honestly, I thought that competition was really hard. Like I was. with math and faces and just like <laughs> I I it was so and you know, we are constantly crunching numbers, but I still could not keep up with like even the question itself. Yeah. Like and I was I was shocked that like Ian got out early because I thought like, oh, he's going to get it because it's yeah. hers. Um, it just was weird. I had no idea what was going on. But again, <laughs> here's the thing. Why was that an HOH competition? I that's a veto or that's like a, it's that's, a, a, fun food, if it's a that's a food challenge. <laughs> I mean, I feel like they have done HOHs like that when it, it needs they to have. be quick and live. And I do don't I don't mind those. But coming off the like a veto competition that was an endurance. Like why haven't we had an endurance HOH yet? Yeah. Like why have we not had it? Come on guys. Exactly. And I didn't get why the veto this week was that. That to me seemed like an HOH competition, though they actually weren't up there that long, I suppose. No, but still like do something. I don't know. I think what I've heard is like, they're not the competitions this year are kind of this more like easier, like quick style because um, for some of those more intense ones where you have to get like rigged up, they would need to have people helping them up and mm-hmm. climb. And like, because of COVID they don't want the cast like 
having to be near people and vice versa. So like, I guess maybe that's why with the puppet string one, I, I think they were able to kind of get themselves into those strings. I don't know. <laughs> that was that competition was weird too. And the worst thing that that competition gave us was Kevin confidence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was, it gave me hope when he won. Cause at least it wasn't Enzo who won. You know what I mean? It was like, well, at least I know there's going to have to be a replacement nominee. It was funny when like he was crying for David to throw it. And David was also like, this is David was like, you know, I have something to prove to this house too. Like, he's like, I've never won anything. And I did like that, that he immediately wasn't like, I'm just going to throw it to Kevin. But it was just like people that I do not care about, like whining about why they both should win. Yeah, I know. It's just frustrating to me that the wall yeller happened the week after Janelle left. Um, (laughs) And like, the now this new basement power is happening the week after Kaser leaves. Like they're clearly still like stuff still happening or like, you know, I'm not saying the wall yeller was production, but like uh, the basement twist is production. And like, why didn't you do that? Three weeks ago, like, come on, yeah. what? Why didn't you have? Can you put something? Janelle in the basement? <laughs> yeah, like, do something to save this terrible season. They don't care. It's almost as if they want a Cody Tyler. Mm-hmm. Like, they, it that like, what if you know production likes what's happening? There's, I there's, no, I, I've never seen a sentiment online, at least in my small bubble, of like everybody being annoyed and disappointed at this season. Like, yeah. Overwhelming majority. Outlet. Articles like, are, are being written about yeah. how boring it is. You, they've, they've only positioned Janelle and Kaser as being the only old school players, but Danny's an old school player, yeah. Memphis is old school, and mm-hmm. Enzo is old school. And, you know, I have to say, as much as Enzo annoys me with all his yo, 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 he has done the best job to acclimate yes. to a new school approach. And get in with the right people, Tyler and Cody. And, you know, and he's actually won things. Like, mm-hmm. as much as I'm not, like, a huge Meow Meow fan, you have to really give it to him for being able to... He's probably also the same age as Memphis, yet he seems younger. Yeah. You know, like, he's actually doing a... Re- he's actually playing a really good game. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's just interesting to see. Danny is an old school player, but she's still very young because you yeah. know, she was like 10 years old on her first season. So, <laughs> so that's very interesting because, you know, she is like the same age as like, actually, she's younger than Christmas, I think. So, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, Christmas was the oldest person on her season. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mother time. Um, and then Memphis... You know, he's an old school player, and, but he's just like we like we discussed, like he's just not really getting into the whole new school mentality, yet he has aligned with them. Yeah. I have to ask Jill, I'm wondering, because I know Nick was kind of like a Tyler fan, um, and you and I were not. Are yeah. you, Do you think if Tyler does succeed in maybe turning on Danny or getting some people to turn on Danny that you would like him a little bit more? Because I feel like I at least appreciate that he sees what's going on and he's trying to like possibly stay loyal to Bailey and Devon. No, it's so funny. I literally had this thought, I think when I was watching on Thursday, I was like, oh, like 
Tyler's doing well. Like I can, I can respect what he's doing and I think Mm -hmm. he's playing a really good game and he's being really smart. What I will say is I don't think he has the balls to go after Danny or do any Mm -hmm. of like, I think he's all talk, but I think if he does or like continues, honestly, just doing what he's doing, he's going to go really far. And I respect him more than I do some of the other people in that alliance. Yeah, I agree. It's just at least different than what you're seeing from like Danny, Cody and Nicole. Yeah. I am a big Tyler fan, despite the fact that he did get Janelle out of the house. But hey, guess what? That's a big move. However, I would have preferred if he had owned up to it instead of being like he he had such buyer's remorse about nominating them. And then he was just kind of like on the fence about why am I doing this? Like, I don't need Janelle out. She's a bigger target than me. Like they should have worked together. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I always go on the record that Tyler should have won his season. And this season, though, however, I don't think there he has done anything that merits winning just yet. Um, I'm not impressed by his gameplay. Like uh, he kind of comes off whiny and his whole like, Angela, I love you, like bothers me. <laughs> If anybody out there watches the Americans or watched the Americans with Carrie Russell, sometimes he really looks like her when she's like with the glasses. And she, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what if her, like ugly disguises were? <laughs> yes. When she's got like a, a, a funny wig and big glasses. <laughs> That's what he looks like. So, of course, on the eviction episode, even though they want to be like, Kaser blew up the house, like, I don't think there's any going to be any ramifications. But, mm, um, you know, we did get to see your girl, Julie, Jill. Uh, um, right away, I was displeased. We went down after last week's sort of, like, shining moment. Um, the pants didn't fit right. The, the shirt, I think Praz said it best, it's a work shirt. Unclear what the look was going for. Um, not into it. And she made another iconic screw up <laughs> this oh, week. Oh, man. My chill. Um, when she, how did it even go? Kaser was saying, you know, uh, just talking for, from his heart. And Julie goes, you know, Kaser, that's exactly why America voted you back in. 15 years ago and it was <laughs> he went to grab for his bag like he thought he was going back in yeah like, and in his exit interviews he's like i don't even know what i was thinking he's like i had every emotion and you can see it on my face despite wearing a mask like <laughs> what went through me and she's like no i mean 15 years ago like danny let me just say how beautiful you looked <laughs> last, last week, week. <laughs> uh, Speaking of our favorite things of the week, you guys ready to crunch some numbers? Let's do it. Welcome to Crunching Numbers, our weekly segment where we take on a mental challenge of our own. Okay, so we all remember the iconic necklace Janelle was wearing last week when she went home. It was a nameplate. It said Janelle. It was in gold. In fact, I was literally like, oh, I kind of want that necklace and like was going to look up like a Janelle nameplate necklace for me to wear. Well, (laughs) she heard me. So she listed it on eBay and it's actually, you know, the proceeds are going to charity. Um, And I was like, oh, cool. And like when I first saw it, it was like a thousand dollars. And I was like, oh, okay. well, let me just see. You know, there's a lot of time left. And, you know, I'm sure like I can just swoop in at the end and like buy it for like fifteen hundred dollars. (laughs) And then like an hour later, it was like $2,200. And I was like, oh, that's weird. And then I woke up the next day. And are you guys ready for (laughs) what the number is? Yeah. 
$18,300 for Janelle's nameplate necklace. Do you think that's cool? Like, you know how some of these people, like, never end up paying? Like, that's Yeah, I don't know. That's a lot. is it real gold? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. So there's been 88 bids. Wow. That's a lot of money for Janelle's necklace. And somebody did the math. They were like, that's five Nicole weddings. (laughs) (laughs) With Nicole, there's another sort of sad number that. Oh. Oh, yeah. As of September 4th, Nicole now holds the record for being in the Big Brother house the longest, taking the record from Janelle, who then who had also previously taken it from Paul. Ugh. It's such a disappointing thing. I just it's so annoying. annoying. That's crazy. So yeah, so um, Janelle was in the house for 200 days, and Nicole has now been in it for like 203 days. I'll have a crunchy numbers for us next week, but Nick, I think thanks for keeping us up to date on the. Yeah. So should we just do it and get into spoiler zone? Spoiler zone. <laughs> As we saw on the HOH this week, it was almost Davon, which would have been so good. Um, and did you notice how, you know, Danny was the first to say, oh, Bailey and Davon? Of course. It, it, it was, you could see the battle lines being drawn on who was targeting who. Davon, I'm pretty sure, got up there the most. Um, and then maybe Memphis. And of course, mm-hmm. Christmas did not have to go until the very end when she didn't buzz in when it was her versus Memphis. Memphis lost it. And then Davon lost it and it went to Christmas. So effing annoying. Christmas went on to nominate Bailey and Davon. Surprise, surprise. And then has now been crying about it. And like Bailey's been consoling Christmas. It's That's very weird. That's Chris, weird. Bailey, was, Bailey was like, I thought we were working together. And Christmas goes, we weren't working together. We were only sharing information. Oh, my God. I, any HOH that's going to sit there and cry, you just did this. No one is right. forcing Christmas against her will to put up Bailey and Davon. You did this. Yes. Are you crying? Every conversation that Christmas is having, she's like, Devon, I need you to win this veto because I need you to be here. Like, you know, I can't have the girls getting picked off. And it's like, Christmas, you are the one who nominated them. Oh. You nominated two women. You're the first female HOH of the season. And you've nominated the two, like, two women. So wow. it's it's super frustrating. Um, it's also, again, expected. And here's the thing. So um, they're playing veto today, which is really funny because it's 110 degrees. So I'm really hoping it's an endurance competition. <laughs> um, but you know, I would say, I really hope Davon wins it. Um, I think she needs it more than Bailey. It's really weird. The temperature in the house, um, mm. they, they find Bailey to be emotional and sassy quote unquote, but mm. I think they see Davon as a bigger threat uh, strategically. I don't know where they would fall, mm-hmm. um, but I really do hope that one of them wins the veto. And, you know, in a really pretty moment the other night, um, Bailey was like, I want to win the veto and take you off. And Davon was like, no, that is not how this goes. Um, I understand the frustration with Chris. Like, I do think Christmas made the, probably the best move for her game at this point but i think what's interesting and 
it's really hard, I've realized. Like, I used to say it's hard to just watch the show and not watch the feeds because you're not really getting the full story. But I now feel like it's hard to watch the feeds without getting to see diary rooms because mm-hmm. I really don't know when I'm watching the feeds. Because unless they do that thing where, like, when they're alone in their HOH, they talk to the camera and kind of, like, reveal on the feeds. Otherwise, I don't freaking know if she's bullshitting this person or bullshitting this person or if she's truly yeah. aligned with Danny or if she's truly aligned with Tyler. But what's interesting is what's coming out with these new basement powers. And I don't know how much you guys have seen of that. Fill us in. So I only know, and maybe Nick, you know more, I only know two people who won powers um, in the basement power, whatever that even is. Um, and one of those people is Danny, and we know that she's upset about her power and thinks it's a stupid power and like it sucks and it wasn't worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I know that Christmas has a power. And um, what I know is that they've both talked to each other and that neither of them have told each other that they have a power. Really? Like, no. Yes. And but Danny told Nicole, and so Nicole knows that Danny has a power, and Christmas told Tyler that she has a power and as far as i know she's only told tyler and tyler said i'm not gonna tell anyone Uh, trust me and if and if it gets out you'll know i told and so i'm not gonna tell anyone because i know you're only telling me whether that's true or not but at the at that point i think it was um christmas's power is that basically um in the next well she probably wouldn't use it this week because she's hoh but in the following two weeks she gets to basically if the veto's won and like someone's going to take themselves off the block she gets to before the hoh announces a replacement nom she gets to basically block someone from being the replacement nom i think and so if she wins the veto there's like she was explaining it where something like if she wins the veto then she she just said basically if she wins the veto, she has a little bit more extra power because let's say like Bailey is the HOH and Christmas wins the veto. She can take herself off. Like if she were nominated, she could take herself off. And but say, then all I, posts, I, I protect this person. Yeah, it's very yeah. like the movie Pocahontas when they're about to kill John Smith <laughs> and Poe comes running in and is like, no, I love him. <laughs> Sorry, Coco Womb, you're on the block. I think that's, oh. the, that's the only way, truly, in the last three minutes, we have understood anything that's going on. So thank you. Yeah. For that. yeah. Oh, okay. Drum. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and then Danny's power. What is Danny's power? Danny's power, I'm a little confused by, but basically, in the next three weeks, also, oh, she yeah. gets to basically let an HOH, it could be herself, maybe too, but like if someone's HOH, you know how normally they can't play in right. the next HOH, she can override that for someone in the next three weeks. So let's say, like, she really wants Christmas to play in the next HOH next week, she mm-hmm. could let Christmas play. Got it. Um, I would probably like hold on. At this point, they have the numbers. I mean, I don't know. We'll have to see how it goes. Because Christmas didn't tell Danny that she has a power, and because Danny didn't tell Christmas she has a power, to me, they're not as closely aligned as you know either of them might think. Mm-hmm. And so I wonder, like, is this possibly an opportunity for Tyler to try to influence Christmas to take out Danny this week? I don't know. I don't know if that's going to happen, but I can only pray. In this imaginary scenario, when I'm in the while I'm in the house, I would be like, I got a power. I got the like, you know, I got Mm -hmm. the guitar or something, you know, like, of course, nobody's like lying and saying they got a power. And um, I think uh, nobody knows. Well. 
it hasn't been revealed in the feeds who has the third power. Some people think it might be Kevin. Yeah, they're um, speculating him. You know, on Twitter, people were like, why can't America vote for the power? <laughs> no, no, that's a good point. Every season is supposed to be for us, but like, especially this season was really supposed to be for the fans, especially making it an all-star season. Like, throw in some fun, like, America votes things. Like, why have there been zero? Like, very good point. Or America should be able to vote on the have not. Right. Well, they're not even doing this week. Why? I'm thinking maybe because of the heat, but I don't know. It's so stupid. It's like, oh, you get a week off. Why? Yeah. No, it should be everybody. I'm wondering if it's for Labor Day because they're going to have, like, a barbecue or something. Oh my God, speaking of Labor Day, all of the fans on Twitter make fun of Christmas's name. So when they want to put her down, they're like, I can't believe Labor Day won. Or they're like, <laughs> National Assistance Day. Like- <laughs> oh my God. Um, not to promo Love Island anymore, but they are very active with using their app and having America vote. So I don't know why Big Brother can't do something like right. Yeah. Something. Like, we could have saved Janelle seven times already. Yeah. <laughs> I just it's so frustrating to me that you look back on seasons where like it was like almost too much like America influence like season 15 with Alyssa or like obviously you know America's player in season eight or whatever like if any season to do it it's all stars like I, I just can't believe it. And it's very funny because uh, in seasons past, I've been, I've always been like, I wish they would stop with the twists and just play an all natural game, like blah, 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 blah. <laughs> but that was after yeah. the seasons you just mentioned, Kristen, where it'd be like, oh my God, enough already. Just play, yeah. like, you right. know. So I did want to give an update real quick and a thank you shout out to one of our loyal listeners, Michael. Uh, after last week when I mentioned Chelsea, he uh, did a little deep dive on what Chelsea is up to lately because guess what i tried finding her on twitter facebook and instagram and i couldn't find her but he found her she's married oh her private her profile is private but here's her bio chelsea sun chaser as in like the the planet the sun not like a child Uh wino cat mom yogi traveler marketer foodie Fitness enthusiast, aspiring <laughs> violinist, boater, wifey. <laughs> the one thing I'm looking for is do you still have an asymmetrical haircut? That's what I want to know. I was like, what about like. I don't care. Modern Bob enthusiast. <laughs> there were like 10 descriptors, though, of her. I know. Wifey. Hey, well, what, would, what would yours be, Nick? Um, why don't you tell me? I think Julie's would be robot, <laughs> Moonves, yeah, <laughs> follower of Christ. Oh, all right, love it. What would mine be? What would mine be? Um, like Devil Boy, <laughs> um, coffee drinker, enthusiast, naysayer, naysayer, Joey Pinto, yeah. truth, truther. <laughs> No, we can't have Joey Pinto on this podcast. <laughs> Deep cut. No, mine would say like Plant Dad. Ew, no, it oh, wouldn't. Oh, no. oh, yours would be like Squirrel Feeder. 
<laughs> I do. I have um, these insane squirrels in my backyard, and I bought a bird feeder recently that's supposed to be squirrel proof, and they figured it out. They're the so birds, smart. They're the so birds smart. don't even go to the feeder. The squirrels yeah. just take it. Good for the squirrels. They, that, that's I, in Big Brother, I would be Squirrel Nikki or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Uh, what a week. What a sad week. Um, I think that we're in for maybe a boring rest of the season, but we're going to keep potting. Yeah. We're going to keep complaining. <laughs> and we're going to keep going on our little tangents. And most importantly, we're going to be crunching numbers. <laughs> thank you. Jill, thank you so much for the surprise oh, cameo. Thank you. It was so sweet. It was such a pleasure. We'll have the full cameo on our YouTube channel. Yeah, we'll do that. And... Oh, God, I love her so much. Three miles down the road from the Big Brother house, I'm Nick. I'm Praz. And I'm Jill. And just remember, leave judgment at the door. Good night. Good night.